Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Now, as we've been looking at Jacob, uh, one thing is very clear so far is Jacob is kind of a scoundrel. He's living up to his name. He's a deceiver. He deceived his uh, father. He stole the birthright from his brother. I mean, he's not really an example to follow at this point. Um, And then he got a taste of his own medicine. Remember? Uh, He goes and he works seven years so that he can marry Rachel and he wakes up the next morning and it's Leah that he married. Didn't even know. Had to be dark. Um, And then he works another seven years so that he can have Rachel too. And even his wives, they are scheming too. Now, Leah, she she seems to be doing just fine. She, God looked at her and saw that she was hated. Even though... She was the first wife. She was hated, and Leah, or Rachel was the one who was loved, and God blessed her. He gave her children. He gave her six children out of the twelve tribes. And Rachel, oh, she was she was left out. She wasn't having any children, but so she took measures into her own hands, just like Sarah did. She gave her uh, maidservant to Jacob and had two that way. And, and, and we see there's just been scheming and lying and all kinds of things going on in this family. This broken, dysfunctional family. I mean, when we think of Bible characters, we don't think of dysfunctional families, but that's exactly what it is. And I think we get a little bit of comfort from that. When we look at our own flaws, we look at our own ways that uh, our families have not been what we had hoped they would be. We see these characters in Scripture and we think, well, there's hope for me. We left off there and um, the very last thing we saw was that Joseph was born and it wasn't enough. (laughs) Rachel wanted another one. It wasn't enough that God blessed her with Joseph, but no, oh, give me another, give me another. What Rachel was doing. And we see in our text today, in verse 25, we'll pick up there and we'll go ahead and read our text. As soon as Rachel had born Joseph, Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go home, go to my own home and country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you, that I may go. For you know the service that I have given you. But Laban said to him, If I have found favor in your sight, I have learned by divination that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Name your wages and I will give it. Jacob said to him, You yourself know how I have served you and how your livestock has fared with me. For you had little before I came, and it has increased abundantly. And the Lord has blessed you wherever I turned. But now, when when shall I provide for my own household also? He said, 
What shall I give you? And Jacob said, Shall you not give me anything? You shall not give me anything. If you will do for me this, this for me, I will again pasture your flock and keep it. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted sheep and every black lamb. And the spotted and speckled among the goats, and they shall be my wages. So my honesty will, be, will answer for me later. When you come to look into the wages, into my wages with you, everyone that is not speckled and spotted among the goats and black among the lambs, it, it, if found with me, shall be counted stolen. Laban said, Good! Let it be as you have said. But that day Laban removed the male goats that were striped and spotted, and all the female goats that were speckled and spotted, every one, every one that had white on it, and every lamb that was black, and put them in charge of his sons. And he set a distance of three days' journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob pastured the rest of Laban's flocks. Then Jacob took fresh sticks of poplar and almond and plain trees and peeled the white streaks in them, exposing the white of, of the sticks. He set the sticks that he had peeled in front of the flocks in the troughs, that is, the watering places, where the, the uh, flocks came to drink. And since they, were, they bred when they came to drink, the flocks bred in front of the sticks, and so the flocks brought forth striped, speckled, and spotted. And Jacob separated the lambs and set the faces of the flocks toward the striped and all the black in the flock of Laban. He put his own droves apart from apart and did not put them with Laban's flock. Whenever the stronger of the flock were breeding, Jacob would lay sticks in the trough before the eyes of the flock and that, uh, that they might breed among the sticks. But for the feebler of the flock, he would not lay them there, so the feebler would be Laban's, and the stronger Jacob's. Thus the man increased greatly, and had large flocks, female servants, and male servants, and camels, and donkeys. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, we have before us a passage that uh, may be difficult. But all of your word is good and is profitable for teaching, rebuke, rebuke, rebuke correction, and training in instruction and righteousness. Lord, give us eyes to see and, eyes, and ears to hear and hearts to obey. Help us to see your glory on these pages. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, that last part seems a little bit weird, and we'll get to that. But let's go ahead and begin at the beginning. As he, is, he says, as soon as Rachel had born Jacob, so uh, we know this is happening right on the heels. Benjamin hasn't been born yet. 
We know there's another son that comes later. But Benjamin, he's, he hasn't been born yet. This is right after Joseph. And Jacob says to Laban, send me away that I might go to my own home and country. Now there's a significance here. That I may go to my own home and country. Jacob has a promise. He met God on the way there at Bethel. He met God on the way and God promised him the same thing that He promised Abraham. He promised that He would have the blessing of Abraham, the blessing of land, seed, and blessing. And when, when Jacob here asked that he would go away and have to his own home and country, the word country there is the word for land. This is where we see uh, Jacob is wanting to have the blessing of Abraham and he wants to have this, this land that's been promised to him. He wants to go back to the land. Back to the land that God said, I'm going to give this to you and to your seed forever. Then he says, give me my wives, my children, for whom I have served you, that I may go for you do not, uh, for you know the service I've given you. He wants his wives and his children. That's the seed part. And we've seen that in the last uh, passage that we looked at last week. He's, he's been promised that he would have land, seed, and blessing. And last week we looked at the seed part. There were many, many children born. Eleven children that we saw born last week in the passage we looked at. Six by Leah. Two by Bilhah, two by Zilpah, and one by Rachel. We know there's another coming. God has blessed him in spite of his trickery. In spite of his faithlessness, God has continued to bless him, not because he was good, not because he was uh, uh, somehow um, just, uh, uh, just a, a super holy guy. No! God blessed Jacob because of his promise. His promise to Abraham. His promise that God would uh, give Abraham land, seed, and blessing. And that seed signifies something even deeper. That seed signifies there will be a descendant who will come who will be the seed of the woman and crush the serpent's head one day. Jacob, uh, Judah was born fourth I think it was fourth and he is the one through whom the whole world would be saved eventually Judah who would be the father of David who would be the father of the son of David Jesus would be called the son of David so we have land we have seed and the rest of this passage is talking about the blessing. Now, we have our spiritual blessings, but here, um, the way that this is describing is in terms of uh, temporal, uh, uh, physical blessings uh, that, that his herds are growing. That's what we're seeing here. Um, we, we, we see this fact that Jacob is ready to separate from Lot, or not Lot, Laban, go back to his own home and uh, he, 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 has, he devises this plan. He's not going to let Laban take advantage of him before. He's been tricked before. And he's got this plan. He just says, you know, um, let me take all the spotted, uh, speckled, striped uh, lambs and goats, the black ones. 
let me take all those, and you have the white ones. Um, and Laban agrees to it, but Laban goes back on it. As soon as they agree to it, Laban goes through the whole herd. And he takes the ones that were supposed to be um, Jacob's, and he removes them from the herd, takes them three days away, and has his sons start. So basically, he signs a contract and then backs out on it the next day. He's, he's uh, basically done that. So Jacob, he's following his end of the agreement. He decides uh, he's got to go ahead and watch the herds. I don't know, maybe it was for another season or something so that uh, they'd go through and have another um, uh, set of uh, lambs be born. But uh, what happens is Jacob does something really weird. He, he's got this uh, system where he... he uh, he whittles some sticks. Some of them are spotted and some of them are striped. And what is the meaning of all that? I mean, maybe you've read that before and you thought, I don't know what that means. I don't know how to explain that. You know, Jacob has often taken matters into his own hands. And we've seen that uh, Abraham took matters into his own hands. Sarah, Sarah took matters into her own hands by giving... Uh, um, the, the midwife to, uh, or not midwife, but the, the maidservant to, uh, to Abraham. Um, we've seen uh, Rachel took matters into her own hands by giving her maidservant to Jacob. Well, Jacob here, he is, he is being ingenuitous. He is, uh, he is, he's got a lot of ingenuity and, and uh, creativity there uh, uh, for what he is doing. Um, He goes through all this. I, the best I can think of is he's trying to do some kind of... Well, we know Laban just earlier said that he has found out through divination that uh, Jacob is... that he's been blessed because of Jacob. And, and he had been. And I think maybe... Jacob is using some kind... He's trusting in something other than God to get... get his promise fulfilled to get his blessing. He's trusting in some kind of a magic formula or some, something like that. And in spite of the fact that Jacob here is going through all this, uh, what appears to be some form of divination to try to get his flocks, God blesses him anyway. It's weird. We don't expect that. But the fact is, God is not blessing him because of those sticks. God is not blessing him. And God didn't give um, uh, Rachel a child because of the mandrakes that we looked at last week. They're, they were using their own ways to try to manipulate the circumstances to get what they wanted. And they were, that, that was not what was going to do it. But they got a child in Joseph's case. She got, or she got a child in Joseph's case. He is getting the increase of his herds, not because of his own ingenuity, but because God promised to bless him. Now, back up, we, we saw earlier also that uh, Laban, he said, I learned by divination that, uh, um, that um, I've been blessed because of you. 
I've never had such good herds before. Uh, I, and, and Jacob says, you had little when I came. But my being here, you've increased greatly. Um, Lot was the same way. Or not Lot. Le- I keep wanting to call him by the wrong name. Laban was the same way. He, he wasn't trusting in God. He wasn't trust. He could have found out other ways. He could have pulled Jacob aside and said, tell me about Abraham. Is, is he really a man of God like I've heard? He could, have, he could have found out that God had promised to bless Jacob and, and knew that he wanted to be with Jacob so that God would bless him for that reason. But no, he turned to other means. He turned to divination, which um, some form of witchcraft, which is it's condemned by the latter part of uh, the um, first five books of the Bible, the books of Moses. Well, Jacob here, he went through and did this ingenious system to try to manipulate the circumstances for his own benefit. It wasn't that. So when, the, when, the, when it came time for the flocks to, to have their offspring, God made Jacob's have he, he, he caused the ones that were born that were um, um, spotted and speckled and all those things to be strong because of the blessing of Abraham. And he caused uh, Laban's to be weak. Now, um, what was Laban doing in going back on his uh, word? What was he doing in, in, in moving all of the... the the herds away from Jacob here. Well, remember, God had promised that whoever blesses Abraham, he would bless. And whoever curses Abraham, he would curse. What's Laban doing? In going back on his agreement, in trying to trick Jacob, trying to bamboozle him, he is basically cursing the seed of Abraham. And so... He should expect to have a curse on himself. So, we see here at the end. Jacob's flocks increased greatly. He had great herds and um, Laban's were feebler. Um, And verse 43 we see, Thus the man increased greatly and had large flocks Male servants and female servants and male servants and camels and donkeys. I think I've heard a phrase just like that said of Abraham when we read the Abraham story. He was blessed with large flocks, female and male servants, camels and donkeys. The things I want us to see in this today. Are one, um, God blesses, God bless, He keeps His promise. He keeps His promise. Even in spite of all of our sinful schemes, God will keep His promises. He keeps His promise to Abraham. He keeps His promise because it is impossible for God to lie, as Hebrews tells us. 
He will always keep His promises. Number two, we want to be on the side of blessing the seed of Abraham. The seed of Abraham, the seed of Jacob, the seed of David, who is Jesus Christ. We don't want to be one who rejects Jesus. We don't want to be, we want to be on the side that accepts Jesus, who, who looks to him. We can get in on the blessing of Abraham. And it's not through our own ingenuity. It's not through trying to manipulate our circumstances. We can get in on the blessing of Abraham by turning our lives over to the seed of Abraham, Jesus Christ. We look to Him. We, we trust that His death on the cross paid for our sins. Romans tells us, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Now, I don't want to try to preach some kind of a, an easy believism where, where um, um, you know, you can just uh, pray some kind of a prayer and then you're, you just live however you want to the rest of your life. I don't believe that at all. But, if you want to get in on the blessing of Abraham, then give your life to Jesus. It's not just praying a prayer. You become His. Turn your life over to Him. We've all made a mess of our lives in one way or another. I know that because we're all human. We all have. Jacob, he made a mess of his life. But God keeps His promises. Whatever circumstance we're facing, if we have faith in Jesus, He's going to get us through He's going to get us through. It may not be the way we wanted Him to. It may not be the way that we planned and uh, scheme and plan for it to happen. But He's going to get us through. Trust in Jesus. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.